morning, I'm Doug Dobing and welcome to Subject ACT on Tuesday the 28th of June. With only days until the federal election, today on Subject ACT we have a special pre-election program and meet the Senate candidates for the ACT. Stay tuned on 2XXFM 98.3 as we get past the slogans and talk personal with some of the potential senators for the ACT. The federal election is on Saturday, the 2nd of July. Today on Subject ACT, we have a special pre-election program and we talk personal with some of the Senate candidates for the ACT. On today's program, we talk with Green Senate candidate Christina Hobbs, Labor Senate candidate David Smith and Liberal Senate candidate Zed Sisoljan. Other candidates were invited, however, were unable to participate in the program. Despite being one of the longest federal election campaigns in Australia's history, many people still remain undecided about who they will vote for and what each party is about. So on today's program, we get past the slogans and talk with three of the Senate candidates for the ACT. First up, we talk with Green Senate candidate for the ACT, Christina Hobbs. Christina, welcome to Subject ACT. Thank you for having me. You were born and you grew up in Canberra and you've described Canberra as one of the most beautiful places in the world. Well, I think it's one of the most naturally beautiful places that no matter where you live, you can be sort of within 10 minutes run or 15 minutes walk to some form of parkland or bushland. And I think that's quite remarkable. Mm. But I also think it's the people and it's the way that we live in our city. After graduating university, I moved to Sydney. And one thing that really struck me was how separated the city is. Depending on which area you're in, you see completely different looking people, you know, completely different wealth levels. But, you know, in Canberra, we really live together. We go to the same swimming pools, we play in the same parks, we go to the same schools. And I think it's that great equality and diversity that I really love about Canberra. Now, you have a remarkable and diverse career. You graduated from the ANU with a double degree in science and commerce, then completed postgraduate studies in economics in the University of London, an economist and food security expert in the United Nations, a foreign aid worker in Syria and Turkey, and on the board of directors of the Global Women's Project, as well as establishing a Canberra-based superannuation fund, Future Super, which is the first in Australia not to invest in fossil fuels. At what point did you decide politics is your new direction? I never thought I would want to go into politics. So it was certainly, you know, it wasn't a linear career path, but it was really, uh, I think those years I spent working for the United Nations. So I lived in Nepal for some time and it was working with farmers right up on the Tibetan border who had already lost a whole cropping season due to not getting snow anymore because, and they Mm. could directly relate that to climate change. And then I think it was also my experience working in Syria and sort of getting a better understanding of the complexities in the region but also our involvement in the war in Iraq and the implications that it had. And also at the time I was working with refugees and it really upset me to know that I could be in foreign countries supporting people, but in my own country we were treating people so horrifically. So I decided to come back to Australia to start taking political action on the issues that I really care about. It is interesting when we live in Australia, it's like Syria, Iran, all those issues over there are a world away and don't have an impact. Certainly. And I think um, one thing that's remarkable is that we you know, really have our um, thumb in the pudding over there in terms of, you know, our involvement in these conflicts. And it's quite troubling, I guess, that Australians don't really understand our involvement and what's actually happening in these countries. And, you know, I think the remarkable experience that I've had overall, what it's taught me is that people are the same no matter where you are, you know. 
Um, we might look a bit different. We might wear different clothing. We might speak different languages. But fundamentally, we all we all are very, very common. And I think that's one of the great joys of having lived in diverse cultures. And this has been one of Australia's longest campaign periods in Australia's history. Have there been any interesting stories that you can share? Yeah, it's certainly been a long campaign. I think there's been some real ups and downs as well. Um, this week, I, you know, probably one of the all the most interesting parts to me was this week I decided to boycott and not attend an event that was being run by the Australian Christian Lobby. And I'm actually a Christian myself, but I decided to do that because they have expressed quite bigoted and extreme views in the media relating to our LGBTIQ community. I guess I didn't foresee the implications of that, and I've been absolutely bombarded by all sides and that's sort of been an interesting experience, I guess. What are some of the big issues that you've found from people in Canberra? There's definitely some people that are thinking about these big sort of global challenges around asylum seekers and action on climate change and are really concerned about that. But there's also a lot of people whose lives are really impacted by very local things like the quality of local uh, footpaths and shopping centres and things like that. And then, you know, there's a lot of people that are very concerned about the core issues like health, education, Mm. homelessness. So it's actually very diverse and it's been a great experience for me to be able to listen to some of those different issues that people are facing. Now, you've just come back today from Tuggeranong? Yeah, it was actually. Um, there was a lot going on at the pre-polling down there. So I think that um, I can see that a lot of Canberrans are getting in early. So, yeah, I had a great time chatting to people as they were going in to vote. Because we're only a few days away, aren't we? I was feeling quite calm until I actually <laughs> spoke to a group of teachers last weekend and one of them put it to me saying, you know, you've got 11 sleeps left. <laughs> and um, suddenly it all seemed quite terrifying and soon. So, so it really puts things in perspective, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. On your website, you have a quote. It says, here in the ACT, we, and I would say the Greens, are fighting for one of Australia's most marginal seats. And to win it, you need to beat one of the most conservative Liberals in the country. And that you are ready to fight for the issues that progressive voters care about. As Senator in Canberra, how would you make a difference? Well, I think, you know, one of the things about Canberra is that we've been taken for granted by both the major parties for a very long time. So we've seen huge job cuts to the public service here since the Liberal Party came to government, you know, over 7,000. And yet you don't see this this outcry at a federal level. So I think one issue that if we were to get through and to get a Greens in the Senate, we would never be taken for granted again. I went into politics because I want to make a difference on things like climate climate change. I want to see a fairer society. And if we look at in Canberra, we do have one of the most conservative liberals. We have a man who's been named as one of the 12 climate villains of Australia by the environmental organisation 350.org. And, you know, I think we also have very different values. Um, this is also a senator who's been leading the charge against the Safe Schools program against marriage equality. So I think there's a clear decision for people to make based on what their values are. How would you summarise the Greens election platform? Well, I think the Greens are really been leading the way in terms of what does a fairer society look like. Mm-hmm. And so we've identified a whole <coughs> lot of measures to lead towards a fairer society. So taxing the big end of town, ensuring that big corporations pay their fair share, stopping giving big mining companies huge tax rebates so that we can actually properly fund things like health and education. You know, and of course, most importantly, so that we can fund that transition to renewable energies. And, you know, Canberra is such a progressive city. Why not have a really progressive voice in Parliament? that we can be proud of. And one of your policies is also about ensuring that the policies that are made treat those that seek refuge in our country are treated humanely. Would you like to talk a bit more about that? Yes, and we have a really strong policy that I think addresses a lot of people's concerns. It's a way of treating people that come here seeking asylum humanely. It's much, much cheaper than the current program that we have. 
And you know, if we do this properly, if we set up regional processing centres, if we provide people a pathway here via air, if they're legitimate asylum seekers, if we process people in these countries which they're getting on boats from, then I'm really certain that we can reduce the number of boats coming to Australia, but at the same time treat people with humanity and dignity at, you know, when they've suffered so much trauma already. What kind of future do you see for Canberra? Well, I think Canberra's going through a really exciting transition. It's I feel like the city is starting to wake up and grow up and we're seeing a really vibrant, I think, cultural scene, art scene, music scene starting to develop. Mm. I think mm. there's also a huge potential here if we do start making this transition towards renewable energy powered future for Canberra to really be driving that. So the Greens would like to see $2 billion invested in research to have make Canberra a huge R&D research hub for renewable energy. I think there's just so much opportunity here if we start looking at what a future Australia will look like. I think Canberra has a key role to play in that. Canberra already has a lot of renewable technologies as a focus, not just in industry, but the university as well. And it would create a lot more jobs in Canberra. We've already seen some great job creation created through the ACT Greens-led coal and some of the policies we've had around increasing the use of renewable energies. But Canberra could be this incredible like hub of knowledge, of innovation, and then really push that out to the rest of Australia. So I think it's a really exciting potential direction for our city. And is there anything else you'd like to share today? Oh, that's always, that's a bit of a tricky question. I don't normally get asked that one. <laughs> I think it's just to say that, you know, there's one week left to go and people want to get out there and meet me. I'd, I'd love to meet them. So they can either call the office and we can have a chat if I'm in or um, they can find out on the website where I am and, you know, come and say hello because it's always lovely when you're a candidate and people come to have a chat. Thank you for joining us on Subject ACT. Thank you. That was Green Senate candidate Christina Hobbs. Stay tuned to 2XXFM 98.3 People Powered Radio as we meet more of the ACT Senate candidates. Coming up next is Labor Senate candidate David Smith, and later in the program we talk with Liberal Senate candidate Zed Seselja. Next we have Labor Senate candidate David Smith. We caught up with David thawing out from the Vinnie CEO sleepout. David, welcome to Subject ACT. Last night you were out in the cold with the Vinnie's sleep out, your first experience of homelessness. Have you thawed out yet? <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to thaw out and, and, and my head's a bit woolly, right, uh, right. And which, which, which is interesting when, you, when you're sleeping on the, on the concrete. And you know, you know what amazes me about that, Doug, is that mm. it, it sort of just gives me an insight into if I feel this way after one night sleeping out, how does someone who is doing that on a regular basis get to work? And how do yeah. they function at work? How do they get to school? How do they function at school? And so you slept at Questacon on the concrete, just out of the rain? The CEO sleep out just just outside Questacon, out in the cafe area. We were actually partially undercover, but there was also a fair bit of rain coming down. We were in a secure environment. That's something that is important for people to know because people who are generally sleeping rough aren't in a secure environment. But yeah, it was, it was bitterly cold, bitterly cold and wet with a hundred other Canberra leaders possibly gave us a taste and only a taste of what it's like for more than 1,500 of our fellow Canberrans every night. And I know it's one of the key agenda items for Canberra to address the homelessness issue and a lot of the organisations in Canberra, but also federally. And that's probably something that we can talk a bit later about. You were born and grew up here in 
Canberra. I thought you'd be used to the cold winter's nights. <laughs> That's right, Doug. I was born uh, at the old Canberra hostel and apart from a short period of time, I've lived all my life in Canberra and I do joke to my children that every morning I used to have to shake the frost off my blanket in winter. <laughs> <laughs> and so what is it about Canberra that you like most? Look, Canberra's just a great place, particularly for families. It's a safe and basically progressive place too where we're interested in uh, the stories of all the different people who come here. Now, you studied at the ANU. You've worked in both local and federal government positions, also the labour movement for the past decade, and currently you're a director of Professionals Australia, working with science and engineering professionals. Why the change to politics? Much of my career in the public sector was related to industrial relations. I guess my, my interest in industrial relations primarily comes from a social justice perspective. I've been involved in the Labor Party off and on for 25 years, but really? okay. I guess it's only my decision to actually put my hat in the ring, if you like, really comes from my most recent experience with Professionals Australia and, and my experience working with scientists and engineers. I work with members in the CSIRO, Department of Agriculture, across all the science institutions. And as part of that work, I, I had to try and uh, get their concerns in front of politicians and but look, what became obvious to me was that we weren't really valuing that expertise despite it underpinning approaches to what might be happening with our climate, what might be happening with the challenges that our agricultural industries might be facing. And, you know, also looking at, well, how do we actually truly uh, embrace uh, buzzwords like innovation and actually yes, yeah. um, deliver jobs in, in science and technology. Now, this has been one of the longest federal election campaigns. Has there been any interesting stories that you can share? One of the great things, Doug, is being able to go out and talk to Canberrans on their doorstep. Now, look, they may not always think that that's one of the great things. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's a lot of heartache there too. I think often we think that all Canberrans are doing pretty well. But there is just some extraordinary stories really in terms of the challenges that people have uh, on, on a daily basis but uh, I, you know one of the loveliest things for me Doug is that I was at a, a forum for multiple sclerosis and I was able to uh, reconnect with one of my favourite teachers mm -hmm. from a quarter of a century ago and to talk through how we might be able to do things better with employees with a disability that doesn't affect their capacity to do brain work. That would have been amazing, I mean, just to, to catch up with an old teacher and then to, to, to help. Yeah, well, without a doubt. And, and, you know, this is someone who had really inspired me yeah. to be interested in, in works of public service. What are some of the big issues that you've discovered in Canberra and for around Australia? The big ones that come back fairly regularly, so mm. education from the earliest years right through to university, it's that access to opportunity, not not just through mm. our, our public school system, but through our um, independent school system as, as well too, which uh, many people don't understand. Some of that is, isn't necessarily that greatly funded either. And uh, you know, having affordable university degrees, that's a real issue. Where, what, are, what are the opportunities for our kids when they do well on merit to actually be able to go to university and think they can afford the consequences of that university education? Yeah. Uh, look, amongst we've got an ageing population here in Canberra, 30% uh, over, over 60 now, and so healthcare and that access to affordable GPs is a real underlying issue there. And you know, concerns about cuts to aged care, but one of the real surprises 
surprise issues in this campaign, Doug, has been uh, relates to the NBN and and a really unequal way that has either rolled out or hasn't rolled out across Canberra, and I, and I think probably similar across many other electorates. So in Tuggeranong, for example, we've got a suburb that the download speed is less than half a meg. Which, um, is, yeah, which is hard to believe in a city, isn't it? It's extraordinary. And we're talking about suburbs that aren't really that old. And mm. the interesting thing for me about that is when we're moving to a society that's more based around technology, and it could actually lead to in five to ten years, that might be the way we actually do our job interviews in the mm. future. If you don't have access to reliable and fast download and upload, then it's going to be another driver of social inequality. David, as a senator in the ACT, how would you make a difference? Look, one of the the real drivers for me, Doug, is I've got a passion for public service and the value of public service and I'll be, I guess, a particular advocate for that expertise and I guess Mm. it comes from where the majority of my experience lies. It was interesting at the CEO sleepout because a lot of trading ideas last night and we're actually talking about how we can actually tap into the incredible um, skills across the Canberra population in a better way and, and I think I've got some of that capacity to think about how we deliver effective public services in a better way and a more respectful way than what we've seen over the last three years. Mm. As a Labor Senate candidate, policy-wise, what, simply speaking, what would you say is the Labor policy platform at the moment for this election? In a very simple way, I guess, we're trying to push an agenda that has a brain and a heart. So a fair approach to industrial relations, so one that understands that low-paid workers rely on penalty rate, and penalty rate there for a reason. It's because employees are giving up family time across weekends. Uh, they're, they're giving up time outside traditional working hours. That the real key to economic growth is investing in our people and understanding that the smartest of our citizens can come from anywhere. They might be, uh, you know, recent arrivals in the last five or ten years from overseas. They could be growing up in suburbs in Campbelltown. We need to invest in education if we're serious about economic growth and with healthcare, you know, universal healthcare is, we're admired worldwide for that, really critical for us to maintain that system. What future would you like to see for Canberra? The future I'd like to see for Canberra, Doug, is one that is a Canberra that's aware and prepared to act in relation to our fellow citizens who are not as well off. We've an average income of 80000 here here in, in Canberra, yet there are so many families that are still struggling. So a, a Canberra that is able to balance the great things that we have in yes. terms of uh, existing lifestyle with a greater level of uh, empathy and compassion for those that don't share in as much prosperity at the moment. Because it is interesting, I mean, over the past few years, Canberra has been voted as one of the most livable cities in the world. So we've got like a picture of affluence, but you're right, on the other side, behind the scenes, there's that hardship and struggle. One of the most compelling uh, examples of that, Doug, was I was out at the pre-poll in Civic, and right against the pre-poll was a gentleman who was sleeping rough for the mm. night. Right at the foot of our democracy was an example of how tough some people were doing it here in Canberra. And that hits you in the heart, doesn't it? Oh, it, it does. You know, that's an area where... Uh, regardless of the outcome on uh, July 2, I would hope to continue to make some sort of difference. David, thank you so much for joining us on Subject ACT. Uh, Look, thanks, Doug. It was a great opportunity to talk to you and, and to your listeners. That was Labor Senate candidate David Smith. Stay tuned for more on 2XXFM 98.3 as we continue to celebrate 40 years of community radio in Canberra. Up next, we talk with Liberal Senator Zed Seselja.
Zed, welcome to Subject ACT. Thank you. Canberra is an exciting and dynamic multicultural city. What is it about Canberra that you enjoy? I've very much enjoyed growing up in Canberra and raising my family here, and I think it's a great place for families, uh, generally. It's an easy place to get around. Uh, it's a good sense of community, great natural environment uh, here in Canberra. I, I love getting up into the hills and the mountains near Canberra and the Magi National Park, and we're close to the coast, we're close to the snow, we've got great access to nature. Uh, those are some of the things that I really love. There are a lot of people bagging out Canberra. Why do you think that's the case? Well, it's an easy hit, I suppose, uh, being the centre of government government for Australia and you know Canberra is used interchangeably with the federal government and people generally don't like government of whatever side for the most part they certainly are happy to bag government and bagging Canberra sort of is almost an extension of that isn't it and um, those who come here though come to appreciate Canberra and those who live here tend to love it so uh, we're happy for them to not know the truth about Canberra because uh, you know it can, it can remain our little secret. Prior to politics you studied arts and law at the ANU then joined the Commonwealth Public service and became a senior lawyer at what point did you decide it was time to go to politics well it was probably in the year or two i suppose before i put my hand up for the assembly in 2004 but particularly after having children i started to get a little more politically engaged i had a very keen awareness of the importance of what government does for my family's future and, and for all canberrans and so it was i think that experience of having kids got me a little more politically aware i got interested i joined the party and, and went from there you've already come into this campaign with a lot of experience with around 12 years including being a member of the Australian Capital Territory Legislative Assembly and leader of the opposition of the Assembly from 2013 you were a federal senator what is it about politics that you enjoy? Well I enjoy the ability to get outcomes and there's been a number of changes with you know going from the Assembly to uh, the federal parliament but one of the most satisfying parts has been I, I spent my time in opposition in the ACT Assembly and of course mm. we're in government here and that comes with challenges, but I've been able to get some changes through, like the planning changes, which are about affordable housing. I've been able to fight for you know local jobs in Tuggeranong and Belconnen, and now in Gungahlin. You know, you get these outcomes. We've fought for adoption reform. Haven't got outcomes there yet, but some progress, hopefully. And uh, those are the things that drive me in politics. That idea that you can take up issues that are important to your community and that you believe in, uh, and then fight for those issues and hopefully see some real progress. That's the that's the great joy of politics. This week, ACT. Labor has a social media video that mm. describes you as being locked in the past. Well, I haven't seen that. No, I look very much looking to the future. And if you look at the policies that I've driven or our government is driving, it is all about the future and it's about people having a better chance to get ahead. So look, I don't take those kind of criticisms from my opponents too seriously. I mean, they will say what they're going to say and I haven't really engaged in that kind of negative commentary. So I'll leave them to comment on those sort of things. I'll just focus on trying to get good outcomes. And this has been Australia's longest federal election campaign. I don't think that's quite true, actually. I think it's the longest in about 50 years, but I think there has been some longer. Really? Yes. Okay. So throughout your campaign, has there been any interesting stories? Early on in the campaign, we had great enjoyment with our little puppy dog. We, you know, I'd like, I call him Bruiser still, but anyway, um, he's got another name, which I won't mention because he got voted on. But that was wonderful, actually, because we just had him out there and the amount of people who would come and want to say hello and pat the dog was great. We've had, as always, you get a lot of positives and then you get the occasional negative 
believe. You know, you occasionally have people tell you where to go, and I've become reasonably thick-skinned about that sort of stuff. I, I tend to tell them to have a good day, even if they're uh, <laughs> a little bit rude. Um, so there's not much you can do about that. Most people are not like that at all. In fact, most people. Um, the, the biggest bit of feedback you get when you're door knocking is it's the first time a politician's ever knocked on my door. That's the biggest piece of feedback. And regardless of where people sit politically, I think that 95% plus are appreciative that someone has taken the time. And sometimes you'll get their vote, sometimes you won't. But I think they do appreciate you taking the time to listen and to come and, and you know, put yourself on the line, put yourself out there and, and cop criticism if it's there to be had. And as you said, knocking on people's doors, you get to hear their story. What yeah. are some of the big issues that they've talked about? Well, the economy continues to be the number one. And I mean, people are concerned about what might happen in the future. There's always that concern. I mean, our unemployment rate has come down now to 3.8% in Canberra. So it's the lowest in the country. So there's a feeling that things are going okay. There's always some people, everyone wants to always be doing a bit better. And there's concern about that. There's concern about some of the policies, the labour policies around negative gearing, what that might do to house values and rents. Housing affordability is an issue and I've talked about some of the policies uh, of opening up some more land so that affordable housing can be delivered here in Canberra, mm-hmm. something I'm very passionate about. So, And you hear that from not just young people, but you hear that from parents and grandparents who want to see their kids and their grandkids doing well. And of course, health and education is a big issue as well and people want to know that you're going to invest in it, but they want to know you can also afford to invest in it. That's some of the discussions we've been having. As Senator of the ACT, how would you make a difference? Well, I guess I'd point to my record. So when it comes to, say, protecting our town centres, you know, I fought really hard to keep 2,000 DSS jobs in Tuggeranong, 4,000 immigration jobs in Belconnen. For the first time we've announced in this campaign something I drove, that we're going to move a Commonwealth agency to Gungahlin, which is great for that area. The planning changes, which are all about housing affordability, I was able to drive that as a backbencher, and that's now more in the parliament. We've got some great promises uh, that we're bringing. So we're going to deliver on cleaning up the lake. We've got a promise to ensure that we've got a new cyber security centre uh, that will be delivered under us. And another thing that I've been driving, which is personally very important and I think is a very important issue, though it's not seen as the main game, is an issue around adoption reform, which, you know, there are 50,000 kids in Australia uh, who are in out-of-home care of one sort or another. We only have about 200 adoptions every year. And I've been driving, we had motions through the parliament, which were carried, but that's just the start of a process where we need to get adoption reform in this country so that young kids uh, are not going from foster carer to foster carer to foster carer, that we give them as much stability as possible. And adoption reform is one of the ways we can do that. So there's a range of ways you can make a difference. You've just got to look for issues to fight for. Some of them we've been able to deliver them, like the planning reforms we've delivered in one term, which I'm very proud of. Uh, Some of those other issues you fight, you can deliver straight away, but longer term issues like growing the economy is never finished, Uh, growing jobs is never finished, Uh, and managing the budget is never finished, and we've got to get that under control. But things like adoption reform, yeah, that's a long process, I think, and it'll take a number of years because it's been, it's probably been the last 20 or 30 years where it's been pushing in the opposite direction. So you you don't immediately turn that around. Zed, can you give us an overview of the Liberals' election platform? Well, I think it's a very much a, a strong focus on growing the economy so that more people can get good jobs and better jobs and higher paying jobs. Uh, that is absolutely central to everything we do, uh, But and, and obviously managing the budget. And you do those two things not just for their own sake, you do it so that people can get ahead, uh, but you also do it so that you can properly invest in education, you can properly invest in health, in defence, in the environment, in infrastructure. Uh, These are critical for our nation and you can only do that with a strong economy. You can only do that 
with a sustainable budget. Otherwise, debt gets out of control and your interest payments, you know, become the biggest cost on your budget like we've seen in, in other places overseas. And so what kind of future do you see for Canberra? Well, I see a very positive future. I made the point that we've seen in the last year unemployment coming down significantly. A lot of that growth in jobs has come in the private sector, which is good. Uh, I think you know we'll always have a very strong public sector and that's very important for our town. But increasingly, we want to see the economy continue to diversify and have opportunities for young people. So, if, you know, I'd want my kids, if they go to university or if they go to TAFE or, or whatever it is, once they come out of that, to have the opportunity maybe to work in the public service maybe to work in defence, maybe to work in a great small business, maybe to work in a great medium or big business in you know technology or uh, hospitality or any number of opportunities, tourism. Uh, we've got great opportunities for trade. Uh, our services sector is very strong. So you know trade with Asia uh, is very important. So that's what I see. I see very great opportunities because people will want to live here. Uh, what we need to do is make sure that it continues to be an exciting place to live, but also a very livable place, mm-hmm. uh, but also it's those job opportunities right across the board. It's a great honour to be with you and it's, it's a great honour to serve Canberra and you know, if I'm given the opportunity after July 2 to continue to do it, I'll be grateful for that and I'll continue to work hard. Zed, thank you for joining us on Subject ACT. Thanks very much for having me. That was Liberal Senate candidate for the ACT, Zed Seselja. With the federal election on this Saturday, the 2nd of July, I'd like to thank Green Senate candidate Christina Hobbs, Labor Senate candidate David Smith and Liberal Senate candidate Zed Sasolja for joining us this week on Subject ACT for the special Meet the Senate Candidates for the ACT. Join us tomorrow morning at 8.30 on Subject ACT with Carolina, Patrick and Jeff for more current affairs and news. Coming up next on 2XX at 9 o'clock is Radio Landcare. Stay tuned for more on 2XXFM 98.3 as we continue to celebrate 40 years of community radio in Canberra. Thank you for listening. I'm Doug Doving on Subject ACT. Have a great day.